cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack, and the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is hump day. That is the good news. That is the goodness that I have to bring to all of you. In other news, we're going to talk about the last game that the Green Bay Packers played in. It's very raw. It's still very raw for me. And I'm going to preface this show with a disclaimer because those of you who have listened to me all season long have heard a similar brand of show. And I'm not about alienating any of my fan base or listeners, Game On Wisconsin supporters, but I also want to be cognizant of the fact that some of you might be taking the loss to Tampa hard and maybe in a certain headspace with it. Uh, And some of you might have your kiddos with you. So just a fair warning. This is not at all going to be a what a great season, what a great ride, just a bummer ending type of show. I'm not going to celebrate the good times, the great players, the great moments, the ride that was. So if you're looking for upbeat and you're sick of the gnashing of teeth over the multitude of reasons why the Packers lost their fourth straight NFC Championship game, then this show is probably not going to feed your soul. Because you know what? I'm not in a celebratory headspace two days later at all. I can't promise there won't be some colorful language at some points, and I'm not really going to watch how I word certain things. So, again, if you've got the kiddos listening, just be aware. I'm not doing this on purpose, but I'm giving everyone fair warning just to let them know. So, we all know what happened. We all know how the game turned out. If you don't, maybe you're lucky. Crawl back under the rock and ignore it. Don't look for it at all. It's hard to win championship games in this league. That includes conference championship games. More on that later. But the Packers have been making it harder on themselves for years. Fourth straight time they go to a conference championship game. Fourth straight time they lose and they just find more unique ways to make it just mind-boggling. Drop balls, uncharacteristic turnovers, awful coaching decisions, no-shows by the best players. After the seasons that were that got them there, these issues have all shown up over the past four conference championship games, and that includes two coaching staffs. You think some of these things are going to get fixed because it's Matt LaFleur? Nope. Not all of it. The Packers, in some ways, are just a friggin' doormat in the playoffs. And if you're okay with it and you're sitting there saying, well, you know, any given Sunday, and aw shucks, then we are not on the same page. Because that's not, that's, I'm not down with that. We do not agree. It's fine if that's your take, but it's, it's a bad one. And some of you might be upset with that, but I'm going to tell you again, it sucks. It's a crap take. It's garbage. 
say it's not what this show is is based on. It's not what the premise of this show is. The Packers become a trivia answer once again. Which team did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat to become the first ever team to reach a Super Bowl in their home stadium? It's forever going to be the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers just happy to oblige and let the, the wrong side of history just waltz through Lambeau Field. Which team had two instances of a player getting multiple interceptions in the conference championship game only to see their team lose? The Green Bay Packers. Haha ha Clinton Dix in 2014. Jair Alexander on Sunday. I'm sick of it. They've just they've just been absolute doormats for 10 years in the postseason. Are are you sick of it? Because if you're not, again, we are not cut from the same cloth. And don't don't sit here and, and give me this line and this crap about. Well, it's entertainment. Calm down, bro. Man, get counseling. It's a game. Life is bigger than football. I know that. We all just sat through last year. We all know what's happening in life. Right? But when you get to a conference championship game in a a full season where every game was played, barely, but every game was played, no. No. F that. We've gotten this far. You don't abandon your hope. You're one game away from the Super Bowl. So don't sit here and talk about life is bigger than football. It is whatever it is to each person. And to this person, one of the best chances they've had to go to a Super Bowl, honestly, since 1996. You wait 24 years, yeah. I get to get hyped up and I get to get really pissed off when they don't get there. I'm a Herm Edwards disciple. You know, you play to win the game. To me, the playoff effort from this team over the past nearly 20 years has just been disappointing. It really has. They're seven and six at Lambeau Field in the playoffs since they lost their first ever playoff game to the Atlanta Falcons following the 2002 season. They're barely over 500. Six times in the last 18 years, they have walked off their own field season over, watching another team celebrate their season continuing. This game in the NFL is played to make money and win championships, and all the Packers have lately is cash, people. It's all they have. The Hail Mary by the Giants in 2011. The most pathetic defensive effort I've ever seen versus San Francisco in 2012. A missed Micah Hyde interception against San Francisco again in 2013. Do I even need to bring up 2014? The brain fart in 2015. Letting Larry Fitzgerald run wild and end your season. And the complete no-show in 2016 after the run the table. And then they get back in 2019. They get run the you-know-what over. Once again, San Francisco, the 49ers, who they used to beat on the regular. 
run over by the 49ers. And this past week, the many stupid, mindless things that once again ended a season. The questions about the Green Bay Packers in the postseason are valid. You want to argue? You want to tell people to shut up and throw stats out there and talk about 13 world championships? It's getting old. It's getting old. And every year that you throw that excuse out there is one year more removed from that argument. Lately, Packers aren't aren't a good playoff team. Haven't been. 2010. 10 years. They're, They're... if I'm an opposing team, this will make some of you real happy. If I'm an opposing team next year and beyond, I want, I want to play the Packers in the conference championship game. If I'm not the Green Bay Packers and I'm in the NFC and I'm t- talking with my friends and saying, who do you want to play? The Packers. You want to play the Green Bay Packers in the conference championship. And apparently it doesn't matter whether it's in Green Bay or on the road. Because the game has become a vortex. It's a vortex for the Green Bay Packers. They can't do a damn thing in that game. They become invalid. There's a glitch. For those of you with the gamers out there, there's a glitch in the Green Bay Packers in a conference championship game. And if I'm a Packers fan, how on earth... Can I have confidence in this team and this coaching staff if they reach another one? They get back there next year. What what on earth is possibly going to give me any more confidence than I had going into this game before they played it? You're the one seed. You're 13-3. and You're playing at home. You got an MVP quarterback. You got a receiver that's leading the league in touchdown catches. The defense is peaking and playing well. Starting to get turnovers. What the, what on earth more? is going to give me any more confidence than I had going into this game. This is as close to understanding how the Buffalo Bills fans must have felt for those four years in a row in the early 90s. Now, I mean, not quite. It wasn't a Super Bowl, but this is pretty damn close. I mean, this one may finally have rewired my mind. I am not any longer able to just drink the Kool-Aid and feel good about everything they've done because they simply can't perform or get it done on the big stage in a conference championship game. And I mean, I guess it doesn't matter if they go 16-0. and Because I've seen some really good Packers teams go limping out of the playoffs like, like they were lucky to be there. Like they were 7-9 and nine and just backed their way in. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter. Home field, on the road, one seed, five seed. It's the same story. Came in, got punched in the mouth, ditched the game plan, had Aaron throw it 50 times, panicked, Kick field goals, punted, made Pop Warner errors, season over. Again. I just realized how much like Colin Cowherd I sound like right now. But I don't care. I'm, I'm going to roll with it. If you're still listening, God bless you. And honestly, listen, someone please, I, I welcome anyone to tweet me, email me, and tell me why I'm wrong to think the way that I do. I'm at jasonperona gmail.com. Email me. My DMs are open on Twitter. Anyone, anyone that wonders why I don't get uber jacked up for conference championship games and why I'm not bouncing off the walls and playing hype music and just losing my mind before games. Why? 
Look what happens. Why would I? Why would I want to live through that disappointing? How many times do they have to lose the conference championship game in a row for you to say, you know what? I've seen this movie before. I said it earlier. It's hard to win championships. I get it. But that doesn't mean that we just sit here and say, oh, shuckums. And some of you will. My grandmother, God rest her soul, was from Chicago. And her famous line was, whenever you talk about sports, she didn't know anything about sports. Her famous line was, well, you win some, you lose some. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's right. But, you know, does that make it okay? As a fan of this team and someone who puts in the time to do these podcasts, live shows, write the articles, tweet, put some thoughts together, it would be nice for the ROI to increase once in a while. And I want that for all of you. I want that for all fans, not just for myself. But this ROI has been maxed out for a decade now. Would you keep a stock if the price just stayed flat for 10 years? At some point, the perspective and the approach just gets different and enough is enough. And I think I'm there. I'm there. I just, I can't imagine that I'm going to be sitting on a preview show of any kind next year if the Packers are in the conference championship, blowing smoke up all your asses and telling you that the Packers can win. Because I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true and I'm not willing to put myself out there like that again. I tweeted about Mike McCarthy and that maybe I was kind of hard on Mike when he left and thinking that he was the biggest thing holding the Packers back from a Super Bowl. Because despite this year's team setting themselves up as well as they could, and again, silver platter, there was some, just some craptastic things that took me back to the days when Mike was here. Now, Mike wouldn't have gotten him to a conference championship. I'm pretty convinced of that. He was very stubborn. But it was one of those like, hey, you know what? Maybe Mike McCarthy wasn't at, he was part of the reason, but it wasn't as much of the reason. I mentioned Mike, I mentioned Mike McCarthy, and as, as you'd expect, I get jabs for it. I get, you're an idiot, tweets. My favorite is the lazy moron on Twitter who says, worst tweet of the day. Dude, go take a nap. Give me a break. Worst tweet of the day? Uh, I can give you some some handles that'll definitely have me beat. Please. You need more. You need to follow more accounts. One seed, home field, MVP quarterback, offensive player of the year, top head coach, head coach of the year candidate, but they failed once again to be all of those things in the biggest game. At times, I'm looking at Matt LaFleur on the sideline on the TV feed. The camera pans to him, and he looks lost as to how to stop some of the bleeding. I have watched a lot of football. I've seen coaches who you know came in ready for any situation. And I'm not just talking about Bill Belichick. That was not your head coach on Sunday, Packers fans. When you're prepared like that, when you have everything ready to go, you don't kick a field goal. When you're down eight with under five minutes left, and opt to give the ball back to the best quarterback of our generation, regardless of how shitty he's played up to that point, and think that you're going to get another shot. Because guess what? They didn't. 
and you can bitch and moan about the officiating, don't bother. The NFL doesn't care. You know what you're going to get? You know what the Packers are going to get? At most, they'll get an apology. They'll get a written apology in the mail from the NFL. You know what? Sorry, we screwed up. Well, are you going to put all the players back on the field and replay the last four minutes of the game? Because you're not. So don't even bother talking about the phantom pass interference on Kevin King or that that it was pass interference, but they weren't calling it all day. Just don't bother. Matt LaFleur and his staff had an extra day to prepare for this game. You were embarrassed in this game last year. And so you'd think that the head coach says, you know what, I'm ready for all of it. This is, this is, the, this is the quarterback. We all know who it is. We have to be ready for everything. Every situation... Let's not get caught with our pants down in a clock situation. We need if it's if we're down one late, we're going for it. Down one touchdown, we're going for it. You also make sure your coordinators are in the same same headspace. I mean, dude, come on. They weren't. Mike Pettin either fell asleep at the end of the first half or his players went rogue. Neither is acceptable in a conference championship game. Either way, Petten doesn't have anywhere near the grip on this defense and he, as he needs to have. And I don't, I don't have a problem if he's not back next year. I don't know what the Packers are going to do. I'm not saying fire him. He's still employed. I, I know what I'd do. The Bucks touchdown at the end of the half has been talked about and dissected 10,000 different ways. I'm not going to go into it. We've just seen way too much of it over the last decade. That is a an absolute epitome. That's the epitome of what the Packers have done in conference championship games over the past decade. Just stupid, mindless crap that we all have to talk about and justify and I have to sit here and talk into a microphone about and make sense of. And I can't. Those of you who are already talking about the lack of talent that Petten had on defense, just stop. That's lazy. Stop being lazy. They had enough talent to win this game. They had enough talent to win the next game. They failed. Kenny Clark played his ass off. He had zero help. Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Snacks Harrison, a big fat zero. Zadarius Smith, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, nothing. By the way, they were nothing last year, too. Everyone loves Zadarius Smith. We love Z. He's pumped. He's fired up. We love Zadarius Smith. He's so great for this defense. He's, he's, a, he's a leader. He's a zero in conference championship games, and he's making way too much money to be that absent. Will Redmond becoming allergic to the football. If he just catches... The goddamn ball. There is no Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the first half. That's what you get when you put average guys out there in a conference championship game. I've talked about it over and over again. The depth of a championship team is so important to be able to get production from guy number one through guy number 53 on game day. 
Kevin King, did you honestly think we were going to go through this whole show and I wasn't going to talk about Kevin King? I have never seen a corner with a worse ability to time his jumps than Kevin King. And he's like six foot eight. I'm exaggerating, but he's well over six feet tall. Back injury aside, dude, if you're going to play and be out there, you got to be able to go. Many players have said they expect, you know, when they're asked that that if their teammates are going to play and they're not 100%, that they're going out there because they know they can still perform. Otherwise, you're letting the team down. So I don't want to hear about Kevin King's back injury. Because if it was that bad, then and that's why you look like dog shit, then you shouldn't have been out there. But he was out there, so my assumption is, is that his back wasn't a problem, so he just played bad because he sucked on that one day. And again, this is very off-color for me, but... This, I'm done. I'm tired of it. And that's what this show, that's what this show is. That's the vibe of this show. Getting beat on the touchdown before the half was just stupid. And part of the blame goes to the rest of the secondary, who should have been back there. The only possible play in that moment is a deep ball. What in the fuck are you doing? When the casual fan can cite and know how the defense should approach that situation just based on common sense and simple logic the defensive coordinator has got to get hung out to dry i'm sorry man by now i've established my mood and attitude i've said it just a second ago i'm i get that i'm 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 what i am mike petton's defense has now had two massive failures, albeit in very different ways, in two straight NFC Championship games. And Kevin King was leading the parade this time around. Kevin King, (laughs) if there's a silver lining to be had and you want Kevin King back in a Packers uniform, well, the good news is it's not going to cost the Packers much. He could not have, have pulled any more money out of his pocket by being injured and hurt this year. Not his fault. Injuries are injuries. But by playing like that in a conference championship game, he may have just played himself back into Green Bay because he, he, he can be had for very, very cheap. Special teams, I thought for sure was going to be part of the story and of course on the wrong side of it too. They gave up a couple big returns, but hey, no missed PATs, no block kicks, no fumbles. J.K. Scott did have a shank, but what else is new? Overall, they weren't awful. But I think new leadership is for that group is going to be important. I think they need it. I think they just they they need to emphasize special teams and get someone in there who is passionate about it. Sean Manenga ain't it. And he's the third guy in a row they've given this job to has come in and done next to nothing to change or improve special teams. 2014 NFC Championship game, Sean Slocum. 2018 season finale, Ron Zook. A kicker throwing a touchdown pass, and you're standing on the sidelines with your arms folded. And now Sean Manega. All the gaffes this season. It's sad that I'm talking about all this stuff instead of a Super Bowl, but here we are. And here we are again is is really the thing. 
Uh, by now, a lot has been said about the comments that Aaron Rodgers made after the game. I don't have any hot rod takes for you. I'm here to throw a bunch of absolutely freezing cold water on this whole thing, and it's already been done anyway. But I do want to start with not the obvious comment that was made and that's been talked about by the media. I want to talk about the comment that Rodgers made when he was asked why he didn't attempt to run towards the end zone on third down on that last offensive series. And one of the reasons he gave was because he thought he'd have four chances. That is pathetic. That is pathetic on both the part of Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. You're in a conference championship. When it's in front of you, take it. You take it. Regardless of whether you think there's going to be a fourth down. You're in the now, man. It's the NFC Championship. That's... That's your future Hall of Fame MVP quarterback saying, well, I thought I had another shot at it. What makes you think the next play is going to be any better chance than you with green grass and no players between you and the end zone? Now, I don't think he would have made it. I think it would have been a very close call, but the playbook opens up. Then you've got fourth and goal from the one. If you only have to get one yard to score a touchdown, you've got a lot of options. And then Matt LaFleur just, you know, throws more crap on the pile and kicks a field goal. Already discussed that. Already already talked about that. I don't know if it was an in-the-moment thing, but Aaron Rodgers, man, run the damn ball. You've been running the ball in. You have more rushing touchdowns this season than you've had in any other season or pretty close to it. Just take off and run. You scored a rushing touchdown against them in the first matchup. Go. Get in the end zone. Do the belt. It ties the game, and who knows? We go to overtime. We all know what happens when the Packers play overtime in, in, in the playoffs, so the inevitable was probably going to happen, but give it a chance to happen. So the comments after the game, Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday. He cleared up a lot. He said, I don't think I said anything I haven't said before, and that's true. Even in the moment when he said what he was, when he what he did, he wasn't trying to. It wasn't frustration coming out. He was thinking of the pending free agents. Doesn't know what the future holds. He said there are a few absolutes in the NFL, and that's really it. It's true. Moving on from Rodgers would financially strap the Packers, and they'd ultimately have a decision to make. But it's made. He's staying. He's the Packers quarterback in 2021. Go ahead and write that up. Now, Rodgers could say either I'm going to retire or trade me and set the world on fire, but he's not going to do that. He knows that it's a business. Despite the amazing statistical season that he had, prior to that, the team drafted a quarterback in round one. They moved up. So there is there is a chance that Aaron Rodgers could be gone. And I, and I say that just simply based on the fact that if it's even a... <laughs> the smallest decimal above zero. Okay, sure, there's a chance, technically, but there isn't. <laughs> there, there isn't. Emotions are high right now, obviously. You're, you know, yours truly, very much included. Let the rest of the world run themselves into the ground, trying to make up stories and, and to say, okay, well, everything's fine right now, but let's see how things are two or three months from now. And, and I just... It's not worth it's not worth our time, especially now that 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 Rogers himself has thrown the bucket of cold water on this non-story. It's just it's just a non-story. So 
We're into the offseason. I plan to continue doing the show and talking about any and everything that comes along related to the Green Bay Packers, free agency, the draft, mini camps, training camp, news, all of it, all those stories, players that are coming, players that are going, all those things. We'll have it for you at Game On Wisconsin. Our team of writers is going to do some amazing draft coverage. It's the first draft that we'll have a chance to cover. And I can tell you right now, the team and the crew that are going to be focusing on that have been talking about this and prepping for this since about mid-season. So it is going to be lit. They are going to do a fantastic job. I guarantee it. Or your money back. The website's free. Should be easy for me to make that promise happen. So definitely stay at Game On Wisconsin and check it out for all of your off-season content. And as we head into the preparations for the 2021 season when the Green Bay Packers will obviously start their quest to once again get over the hump that they failed to get over in 2020. Listen, everybody, thank you for sticking with me through this show. I obviously had a lot of very pointed things to say, and I obviously have some very strong opinions about it, and I did it in some very colorful ways and used some colorful words. Forgive me, but I'm not going to go back and edit any of it, and I'm not going to take it out. This is what it is, and we're just going to roll with it. So thanks, everybody. Hey, listen, it's hump day. Another Friday is approaching, another weekend. And I hope everybody has had a good week so far. Everybody, as always, stay safe and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 